Welcome back. Another brand new episode. Nothing important podcast. Your host, Matt Reyes. What the fuck is going on with you? I'm chilling in the room as I always do. iPhone, right hand, left hand in the air, making sign language to the ghosts that are, are in the room with me. There ain't no ghosts in this room. I just burned some motherfucking sage. You know what I'm saying? I got the white candle lit. Beautiful still flame that I'm staring at. It is hypnotic, ladies and gentlemen. When you see the cascading drips of the wax candle fall onto its side. And right in the center of it, illuminated, a flame reaching up above itself to grab onto anything that would hold it. So that all it can all it wants to do, the, the, the fire has one intention. It just wants to grow. And for that reason, you know, me and the fire are friends. Me and the fire are cool with each other. We have a different we have a weird relationship though. You know, I can't touch the fire. The fire bites back when you fucking touch it. I think that's everybody's relationship with fire. I'm not gonna get into chemistry. How the fuck is everybody doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty well. Long day. It's been a long fucking day. Great day. I had a great day. I had an amazing, long ass motherfucking day. (laughs) And you got to appreciate that, ladies and gentlemen. When you have a day like I had today, where it feels like your mind was holding hands with your heart and they were holding hands with your body and I didn't feel too tired. I felt no negativity. I felt no lack of motivation. I felt no distraction. I felt nothing in the external world that was holding me back from doing anything that I intended to do. It was as if it was like fucking, you know, the, the, the top level of manifestation. Every thought that came into my brain, immediately I manifested into the physical world. It was mental alchemy at the highest motherfucking level. Every day is not like that. I'm aware of that. I learned one lesson today, and I'm going to share it with you motherfuckers that is tuning in for the Nothing Important Podcast with your host, Matt Reyes. I'm going to share a little lesson with you. Today, I realized with the ease that I got everything I wanted to get done. I was just fucking karate chopping everything, nigga. Yeah, yeah, everything that I wanted to fucking do. Karate chopping that shit to his knees. You know what I'm saying? Looking like Jim Carrey. You remember that scene in Dumb and Dumber? Where he was fantasizing being at dinner with the bitch that he was trying to fuck. And then the guy came out, was like a Benny Hanna's type dude. And he was fighting him. And he grabbed his fucking heart out of his chest. That's what I was doing to everything that was standing in my way. Just like super kung fu. Um, <laughs> I was doing all that. And the lesson I learned is that I need every day to be like this one. Now, didn't I just fucking tell you every day can't be like this one? I'm talking about two different things. Let me fucking clarify because you don't get it. It's foggy in this room. I just lit up a, a, a big old bush of sage. I can't even see. I'm in a, a shroom cloud right now. I don't know what the fuck is going on. You don't know what the fuck is going on because I didn't specify what the fuck I was talking about. It's two separate things. Two separate motherfucking things. I'm talking about... That was just a big exhale. We all need to exhale because I got a little excited. I'm talking about the fact that every day needs to be like today, not in terms of my emotional state of mind. It's not, I need to be in fucking 100% equilibrium and cohesion. That, That was just a roll of the dice. It happens every motherfucking once in a while. Everything is just syncopated. Everything syncs up. The body had no pain, no soreness. 
I had no tiredness. I had no fucking lack of energy. You know, the mind was sharp. The body was sharp. Everything was just like on full fucking throttle. That's not going to happen every day. That's not what I'm talking about. I need every day to be like, I need every day to be the same outcome. Regardless of how I feel. If I wake up tomorrow and everything's out of fucking whack, because that's what happens in life. You wake up on a motherfucking Tuesday and you're in a great mood and your dick is hard. It looks like your dick got an extra inch in it. You take a piss and you look down and you feel good about yourself. And then Wednesday you wake up and for whatever reason your dickhead is cocked to the left. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> your dick hole looks like fucking, you know, somebody shot it with Novocaine. It's a little bit too open. You're like, what's going on here? What's going on here? My dick has a lazy eye, you know? That happens. But regardless of how I feel, this is the gem. This is the lesson. If you have your notepads out, ladies and gentlemen, this is what you should be writing down. The outcome must remain the same. I need to get the same level of output out of every one of my motherfucking days, regardless of how I feel, because that's optimization. That is adulting. Hashtag adulting, ladies and gentlemen. Put it on a motherfucking t-shirt. Put it on a motherfucking t-shirt. Um, yeah, I'm a little pumped, right? I'm a little pumped. Um, I did have a great day. It went smoothly. I'm grateful for that. I'm in a good state of mind. Good state of being. I'm going to ruin that by channeling strange memories about me growing up in the church. Not going to do that today. That's not what this episode is about. I got the sage. <laughs> I got the candle lit. I'm in a positive state of mind. Um, yeah, what's been going on with me, man? What has been going on with me in my life? Other day, during the weekend, I don't even know if I talked about this, man, but it was such a beautiful experience. And it's like I'm, it's like a drug that I'm fucking reliving. <laughs> When you have a child, if anybody out there does have a child, you understand what I'm talking about. It is a strange connection. It is a strange amount of love that I have for my child. I've never felt anything like this in my life. You know, you could get deeply into it if you're a fucking psychologist on the other line, on the other end of this game of telephone where I talk and you sit down and you shut the fuck up. That's what podcasting is. Listen to me, baby. You can't say nothing. Don't say nothing. But if you do have some knowledge in the world of psychology, maybe you can help me out. Maybe it's because I didn't get a lot of love growing up. You know, maybe that's what it is. I didn't have my daddy around. My mother was dealing with her own shit. <laughs> you know, I got in trouble one time in the house. My aunt was there. My grandma was there. My mom was there. They was all talking. And I was just trying to be funny. You know, I'm, I'm a silly, outrageous bastard. Not an act. You believe it's an act? Watch me talk to my mother, and you realize, oh, this nigga's really crazy, because I'm I got I got a wild I got a wild mouth. Pause, um, but I say inappropriate, offensive shit all the time. And I looked at my mother, and all the women in my family looked at me like, oh, you went too far. But I told her I was like, man, I guess what they was talking about like the past and the struggles and shit like that. I was talking about my brother. You know, I got an older brother. I got a younger sister. I'm you know I'm Matt in the middle, and I just looked at my mother. And I was like, how old were you when you had me? You know, me and my brother are Irish twins. He's a year older. Than, he's not. He's not even a year older than me. She had one right after the motherfucking next, and I was the next one up. And I was like, you know, you sh- you should have aborted me. <laughs> That's what I told my mother. You should have aborted me. Um, and they didn't like that. They didn't like that. They were very upset. You know, which now I could kind of understand. 
what the fuck the pain and the anger and the indignation came from. My grandmother's a mother. My mother's a mother. Obviously, that's pretty fucking, you know, you can put that together. My aunt was a mother. And they were all upset because they were like the sacrifice that's required. Regardless of the fact that my mom wasn't the best mommy. There wasn't a lot of, you know, nurturing. Not a lot of protection. You know, very, very particular type of upbringing that my child is not experiencing. Regardless of that, there's still an immense sacrifice when you have a child. The way it reforms your life, the things you have to give up, the person you have to become, even if you're bad at the motherfucking job, it's a job. And there ain't no off days. Hallelujah. Tell that to my daddy. He called out, never came back. Um, But yeah, so I guess that was the indignation. She was like, nigga, you telling me I should have aborted your ass and I did all this shit to sacrifice and you now, you you just big ass human being standing in front of me, you bitch ass nigga. Um, so I understand that now. I get it. Back to me and my daughter because we're not talking about my motherfucker past. What I was trying to tell you about is on the weekend. I was trying to tell you guys about on the weekend. I took my daughter out. I took my my daughter. My daughter. We went. We actually went for an eighteen month old doctor's appointment. I think I talked about that the incompetency in the, the the clinic that I take my daughters to to get checkups. Where apparently on her growth chart she's gotten shorter, gained weight, and her skull has shrunken. Um, thank God I have a measuring tape in my house, and that is not the case. My child does not have Zika. Uh, the nurses don't know what the fuck they're doing, which I'm going to cut them a little bit of slack. My daughter is a wrestler. You know, she's a, she don't like to be touched by strangers. <laughs> it's daddy's girl, baby. Um, after the doctor took my daughter to the, to the El Parque, El Parque, and um, we went to walk on the belt line. Took her to the park. And it was just such a fucking wonderful experience. The sun was shining. There was people to the right of us on the top of like this grassy hill. On top of the grassy knoll. Um, no, that's not the right reference for this beautiful story. Um, on the top of the grassy hill, there was like people with yoga mats on. And it was like, you know, it was cool. They wasn't just doing yoga. They was doing like, it looked like Cirque du Soleil in the park type shit. You know what I'm saying? White girls, yoga pants, big booties, idolized Kim Kardashian, black boyfriends uh, laying their back on a yoga mat and supporting the girls to do like handstands on their feet. It was some nice circus shit. And I, I just kneeled down. So I was like my daughter's height. And I was just pointing. I was like, I, I'll put my finger right in front of her eyes and then direct my finger to where she should look. And I say, look, wow, wow. And then she starts clapping for them. Wow. And that shit, I can't even explain it, yo. It's like, you know, I've done drugs in my lifetime. <laughs> I got high before, ladies and gentlemen. I've done a lot of... Um, that was me going back into that state of mind. To me high. That's how I, that's how I sound when I, when I smoke a lot of weed. Um, I turned to Adam Sandler, you know? But anyway, I've done a lot of things to, to create a manufactured... Uh, chemical release in the noggin for me to feel high. I get high, high, high every day. That was my life once upon a time. So I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like when your crown chakra opens up and the Pandora's box that is the eternal everything. You have access to your streamline, to the adinkra codes. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. What I'm trying to say is that there is nothing higher and spending time with my daughter, man, it's like it's like a drug. It is a drug. 
It's like this biochemical, you know, shit that's packed into our DNA, I guess, to preserve humanity. We, we you know, we, we're made and designed and have adapted and evolved to love our children to such an obsessive, you know, place. It's, it's, it's an amazing emotion. And I'm super grateful for that shit, man. I'm super grateful for that. Um, <laughs> I actually made this wonderful fucking Instagram reel, but Instagram is being Hitler right now and has blocked me uh, because from posting anything. I, I got my account back. It locked me out. Then I had to get my account back and then it blocked me because it's claiming that I am paying a third party to try to add followers. I have 290 some odd followers on Instagram. That's not a lot, ladies and gentlemen. And if you know me, or if you want to get to know me, you got to get one thing motherfucker straight. I ain't paying no fucking body <laughs> to add to my social media presence. Uh, firstly, I'm cheap. Secondly, my ego won't allow it. You know, I need you to love me, love me, love me. Remember that one? Um, that was uh, J. Cole on a very underrated album, Born Sinner. Great songs on there. And that song was called Chain and Day. It was a song about the complex emotional state of mind of an intellectual young black man giving in to the materialist lifestyle of an up-and-coming rapper and getting his first hip-hop chain and feeling a sense of guilt. And also uh, with that material high, and the the guilt low, you know, having, uh, you know, a sense of stoicism enough to be introspective and, and meta and understand, um, you know, the the conflict at hand and write a, write a great song about it. You know, the conflict, the emotional conflict, the compromise. Um, I don't know why I'm talking like this. I don't know why I turned into this tone. I don't know why I'm talking about J. Cole. Anyway, back on the motherfucking topic. Um, yeah. I love my daughter, man. I love my daughter. It's fucking incredible. I spend time with her today, too. She, she has just like... Everybody thinks their kid is special, but my kid is special. <laughs> Don't you understand? Don't you understand? Sometimes you roll the motherfucking dice and you get all cherries. And that doesn't make sense. You know? One was about craps. The other one's about slot machine. We're obviously in Vegas. And I'm drunk. And it's hypothetical. That's why it didn't make sense. But what I'm trying to say is that, you know, she hit the genetic lottery. She's intelligent. She is beautiful. Because um, she looks like me. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Um, no, her mom's all right looking, you know. She's not pissing me the fuck off. Oh, my God. <sighs> anyway. Um, <laughs> way to level me out. The love of my daughter. And I'm talking about my relationship. That is the sound of a balloon deflating. Um, <laughs> it's fucked up. But um, but it's true. Yeah. I love my daughter. Spent time with her today and it was just incredible. It's an incredible drug, man. I feel high. I am a sober October, but I'm not staying sober off the, 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 the drug of love. You know what I'm saying? Love is a drug. Huh? <laughs> um, I'm obviously in a silly fucking mood, right? Obviously... And shade move. What else has been going on with me? You know what I mean? Saw a great movie. I've been on a little thing where I've been watching movies lately. You know? 
the passion has been reignited in my the spark in my heart. When I was in Los Angeles, that's you know, previous to Los Angeles as well. I'm a big movie guy. I'm not like a nerd about the shit. Like I don't like fucking look up the address of the movie star and then like go jerk off in his front lawn and shit like that. And you know, have delusions of grandeur that they would you know want to be in a relationship with me. Um, you know, I don't I don't do that shit. I don't do that shit. Um, I, I don't do it. You know. I'm saying it so much, it sounds like I do it. Uh, <laughs> no, what if I was like a fucking Hollywood movie star stalker? Who would I stalk? You know, what actress am I into? I like, I like Scarlett Johansson. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I just kept on going up and pitching. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, Anyway, until I just got like dog whistle tone, um, I'll do it right here. This dog whistle tone, you know what I'm saying. That was it, you know, because you can't hear it. Anyway, Scarlett Johansson, you know, I would jerk off on her front lawn, but I think she's married and shit, so, you know, I'll be respectful, but I still jerk off in your bushes, bitch, you know what I'm saying? Um, what am I doing? What am I doing? I've been on a little fucking movie kick, man. I've been watching the movies, enjoying myself, getting back into cinematography, Something that has been a passion of mine when I was in Los Angeles that was like to another motherfucking level because I love movies already. But in LA, movies are God. They are God. If Jesus Christ came back and re reincarnated himself into uh, uh, you know another human form, maybe another Middle Eastern guy, uh, maybe not. Maybe he is actually white this time. Uh, regardless of that, if he came back and was in Los Angeles... And the masses of Angelinos came around him, congregated and said, Christ, you are back. Christ, you are here. And the Mexicans, um, um, Jesus, Jesus, you know, and the Armenians go, because they're witches. Um, <laughs> but if everybody was around Jesus Christ and he said, um, I am back and I'm here to, uh, you know, give all salvation, my first act is to eliminate movies. Hollywood is a, a, a tool of creating illusions in the mind and a dream state for human beings and it's wasting your lives and I'm going to give you mental and spiritual liberation by getting rid of movies. Uh, everybody in Los Angeles would throw away their Catholicism and stone Christ. They would be the new Jews. Uh, that's how much movies... I had to really drill that point down, Right? That's how much movies are a fucking thing in Los Angeles. And I was in I was in LA being one of them niggas, you know what I'm saying? But since I moved from Los Angeles, it's like I lost that need to go watch a good flick. That, it's like an addiction. We're talking about addictions right now. I'm talking about my addiction to love. Love. I love my daughter. That's not an addiction. That's like a healthy thing. But yeah, I mean everything's an addiction. But anyway. I was addicted to like finding a good movie because when you see a great one, when you see a motherfucking great movie, it's like, ugh. you know what I mean? So like for the next couple of days, you're walking around like, man, that was good, man, that was fucking good. And maybe you wait like a couple months, three, four months, you smoke a couple bowls until that memory kind of gets loose in your brain and you don't remember exactly every twist and turn and you revisit it and that just tests the movie's greatness and it reconfirms it even that much more because you you re-experience it. You know what's going to happen and it's still good. 
Because you're catching the details you didn't catch the first time around. It's a great movie. And I, I miss doing that. <laughs> and uh, was I watching? I was on a little plug. You know, Jeff Bezos was good, boy. Was good, boy. Um, Jeff Bezos would not like me calling him boy. Uh, he doesn't look like a friendly white guy. <laughs> Jeff Bezos look like he'll, you know what I'm saying? Like he got some, <laughs> he got some new modern slave slave weapons. You know what I'm saying? You, know, you got a fucking electric whip or some shit. I know Elon Musk had the flamethrower. Jeff Bezos, when I saw that nigga going shooting himself into space, he had a cowboy hat on. I was like, oh no, he about to go enslave the Martians. This nigga's not playing. Um, that was that was pure white man energy, pure white man. There was a lot of people making jokes when Jeff Bezos took William Shatner <laughs> to go see the globe. You know what I'm saying? That's how much money the motherfucker working with. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna shoot you in a rocket. We're gonna go in a fucking rocket and just you know take a five minute trip, you know, in nothingness. Look at the blueberry that is the planet that we we exist on, and then just come right back down, nigga. You know what I'm saying? When he did that and his fit. Was a spacesuit and a cowboy hat. I was like, oh, nah. He 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 has like naturally, you know, <laughs> his chemical. His he's so white. His chemical composition like naturally pumps methamphetamines through his veins. That's his adrenaline, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! He he just needed like a straw in his mouth and a Mountain Dew in his back pocket. That's all he needed. But it was very white. And um, it scared me. Where was I going with this? I was talking about, ah, Jeff Bezos actually liked the guy because he has Amazon Prime underrated streaming service. Underrated. Amazon Prime movies? They got good movies on that shit. There's actually good Amazon Prime originals. There's some of them shits that's like not the greatest budget-wise, but artistically, conceptually, and they even get some good actors. It's good shit. What movie did I see that was an Amazon Prime original before I talk about the movie I saw the other day that's still on my motherfucking brain? Um, saw a movie with uh, Owen Wilson. Never never bad to see Owen Wilson in the film. You know, he doesn't disappoint. And Selma Hayek. And Selma Hayek don't disappoint because I don't know how old she is, but them titties is sitting at 22 years old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> them shits is... She must put them in a glass case when she goes to sleep because them shits is perk it, bitch. Um, and they was in a movie where he was this guy. He had like he was like an office worker, and it was low but it wasn't low budget. It was low budget. It was kind of low budget, but great movie. It was talking about like addiction and a nigga gets lost and doing a drug and this that and the third and has this like fantastic. You know, I don't know if that's what happens when niggas smoke crack, but it, it made me want to smoke some crack. <laughs> Fantastic delusion he went into. His psychosis was extremely creative, and he was in this, like, um, you know, strange reality where his real world was just him getting, like, plugged into the Matrix. And when he was getting high, he would, like, unplug and go into, you know, reality where he was, like, a successful inventor or doctor or some shit. But you got to go watch that fucking film. Very layered, um, beautiful, great acting, great. You know, that's the type of movie that I'm like, man, that should have had more money. That movie should have had more money, son. That shit, you know what I'm saying? They throw $900 billion at Transformers. Transformers is cool, cool. 
They got a little, you know what I'm saying, hidden knowledge in that motherfucker. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Flower life, you know, wink, wink. I understand. Um, Megatron's cube. <laughs> I get it. You know what I'm saying? But this movie that, that Owen Wilson and Summer Hayek was in, it was, it was a good fucking film. I'm tangenting, but that's what I do, and it's my motherfucking podcast. It's my motherfucking podcast. That's what I should have named it. I should have named it. It's my motherfucking podcast, parentheses, bad Asian prostitute accent, close parentheses. That's what I should have named the podcast. It's my motherfucking podcast. $20. $20. I jerk you off a real nice. Um, <laughs> I'm not attracted to Asian women, but I like that voice. <laughs> I preference black women. Maybe, maybe I'm going to do that, man. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna start telling my girl, oh, let's role play. You sound like uh, you know, third world country um <laughs> Asian masseuse. Please. Let's spice it up, girl. Let's spice it up. Keep the relationship going. I'm turning to Bill Clinton. That was him talking to Monica Lewinsky as Monica Lewinsky was dressed as Hillary Clinton. This is a motherfucking labyrinth. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm just twisting turns. It don't even make sense. But that's my motherfucking podcast. What was I talking about? I was going to tell you guys about the movie I saw that was real motherfucking deal. Real motherfucking deal. Starred a young man. Nigga ain't young. But um, <laughs> starred George Clooney. You know what I mean? If you wanna, if you a man out there, and you wanna feel bad about yourself, go watch a movie with that guy in it, and just realize, like, you might have thought, you know what I'm saying? You might have been walking around with some type of confidence, thinking you a handsome individual, but nah, nigga. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is, but yeah, George Clooney and Ewan McGregor, you know, also another great actor, English guy. Um. And it was in this movie called Men Who Stare at Goats, which is a comedy loosely based off of some proven conspiracies. Everything I love about this fucking planet. I like conspiracy theories. I like when they're proven correct. I like the fact that they were conspiracy and everybody was like, you fucking stupid if you believe this. And the second it becomes correct that everybody loses interest, including the conspiracy theorist. You know what I mean? Does that make sense to people? Like, conspiracy theorists only like a theory if people don't agree with them. <laughs> That's part of it. <laughs> the second it comes out, there's no fucking vindication. They don't go, I told you so. They just move on to the next crazy thing. It's an addiction. They're not, they're not searching for truth. They're searching for something hidden. So if it's not hidden anymore, paradox, they don't want it. Catch 22. It's an addiction. Um. Anyway. This movie is like a comedy loosely based off of something I heard, I've heard of previously, something called like Project Star Stargate in the 80s. If you want to motherfucking look it up, if you have no life, if you have some time, you know, talking about the government's throwing money at new types of research and yada, yada, yada. Uh, anyway, the movie's hilarious. So fucking funny. Um, it did have a budget, you know, great actors. Decent budget, great plot, great story, super funny, you know, so that would be my recommendation. Go watch Men Who Stare at Goats, you know what I'm saying? It's your motherfucker, man. 
Um, how long have I been talking? I've been talking for about 27 minutes. You know, I think that's motherfucking enough. 27 is a good number, right? Jimi Hendrix died at 27. Uh, Janis Joplin. Um, I was born on the 27th of May. Yes, I'm a Gemini. Hiss all you want, ladies. You know, get your garlic, wrap it around your neck. It, it, all the things are true. I'm crazy. But that's going to be a motherfucking podcast. For anybody who's a continual listener to Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you. Sincerely continue listening. Go on to the Instagram. Go on to the YouTube. They're both by the same motherfucking name. Nothing Important Podcast on Instagram, on YouTube. When you're on the Instagram, like the reels, like the posts, support the channel. Until next time.